From Grain to Glass, this show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tons. We're Homebrew Bound. Welcome to Homebrew Bound. I'm Casey. And I'm Miles. This is the best beer show on the internet. According to our mothers. So, Miles, what have you been up to lately? Uh, lots of weddingy sort of things. Weddingy stuff. Weddingy. Ridiculous. Yeah. Who needs to get married? I do. <laughs> I'm, I'm on that list. Uh, no, fun thing. We just booked our tickets to China. We're gonna go to Shanghai. You guys taking the a slow boat? Uh, no, we're we're gonna take a, a flight with a three-hour <laughs> layover in Washington. Okay. And then uh, it'll be an eight-hour layover on the way back. And then between Washington, Seattle, yeah, okay, yep. And then between Seattle and Shanghai, it's a twelve-hour flight. Sweet. And then the time zone change is going to be so messed up. I have to look into it so I know how many days to take off for work. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're crossing international date lines. Um, Yeah, and what's funny is uh, literally as far away as we possibly could have gone and still be on planet Earth were the cheapest tickets we could find to anywhere we actually wanted to go. That's cool. Yeah, so Shanghai, her her Angie's dad is not amused. No, why not? Uh, he doesn't want us to get Shanghai'd and put into a work camp. That's his fear. Oh yeah, because that's totally gonna happen. In yeah, China. yeah, yeah, to- totally. Gonna happen. <laughs> I was told, however, that uh, if you see like you know the big long streets where people are selling crap all day mm-hmm. long, that as soon as it shuts down, you gotta be out of there because they get sketchy at night. I believe it. I I do too, but I'm. I'm not overly worried about it. I think if we just kind of, you know, don't be idiots, we'll be fine. That's, yeah, that's usually how travel goes. Don't be a dumbass, and you're usually okay. Yep. So now I have to uh, collect and practice uh, common words and phrases in Chinese. (laughs) Good luck, man. Good luck. Well, fortunately, with, uh, with the interwebs these days, I can just say, hey, Google, translate this and then I'll just hold it up to somebody while it talks for me <laughs> so I'll be like where is the bathroom Shanghai Hong Kong <laughs> okay well that was racist <laughs> Jesus well Miles is gonna die in China <laughs> it's it's inevitable now <laughs> he's gonna go ping pong ding dong and somebody's hey, at least gonna I shank said him actual Chinese things I said Shanghai and Hong Kong. You said ping pong ding dong. <laughs> I think I'm the one who's, well, I suppose you're not going there either way. Nope. <laughs> so uh, since the last time I was on, I got this wonderful little contraption-y thing. What is this thing? This is a cannonball. It's a one-gallon keg. Okay. Uh, I think one and a quarter gallon. Keep your one gallon cult going. Yes, absolutely. So <laughs> at some point, I will have to get some CO two, so I don't have to pilfer off of you. Yep. Uh, and I I can effectively say that outside of like a refrigerator to use for lagering or just overall fermentation control, my homebrew setup is is done. Like I have nothing more that I really need or want to add awesome. to it. Awesome. Uh, you know, outside of like picky things here yeah. and there, uh, so that's exciting. And my, we we talked about it last time. The almond cream ale I made is in there right now. Very cool. Yeah, so we'll be trying that at some point today. All right. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you want to get that poured up, we can do that pretty early on. Here. Uh, I suppose. Sure. And then uh, while I'm doing that, what have you been up to? 
Um, let's see. What have I been up to? I'm trying to think. Um, kegged and drank a large amount of Andromeda, the uh, the pale ale that we that I brewed um, the other day. The uh, the um, I guess the the northeast st- uh, inspired uh, beer turned out really well. Um, we actually have that on tap now, so I guess we could dig into that either today or next week. Um, and then, uh, beer wise, other than that, not a whole lot. So just kind of been just drinking a bunch, celebrated, uh, St. Patty's day a weekend early and then got sick and then didn't go out, uh, (laughs) on actual St. Patty's day. Don't Um, worry. I didn't either. Angie and I didn't realize it was even going to be St. Patty's day until about two in the morning on St. Patty's Day. <laughs> and then on St. Patty's Day, we went to work and then came back at 11 p.m. and totally just did nothing. The closest thing to celebrating we did is Angie put on some green mess uh, eyelash stuff, and she's like, it's subtle, but it's there. And I'm just looking, and I couldn't even see it. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's see. I We went we went down to Ettrick, Wisconsin, like we do uh, every year for St. Patrick's Day. Um, and commenced to um, celebrate Ireland in the only way that I know how, to get hammered in a small town in Wisconsin. Uh, you know, there are worse <laughs> ways to do it, and as far as I'm concerned, that's actually pretty traditional because a lot of the Wisconsin immigrants were Irish. Yep. And so, yeah, closest so, we can yep. get. Went and we kicked we kicked the uh, the five gallon keg in less than eight hours. Oh, jeez. Uh, it was it was pretty exciting, and that was on Friday before the celebration on Saturday. <laughs> so, yeah, that was that was my uh, that was that was that's that's really all I've been doing beer wise. Uh, running trivia nights at Pitchfork. Um, other than that, yeah, that's about it. So, uh, I did one other thing. Uh, went over to Chad's last weekend, mm-hmm. and we brewed. Another beer. We are, I think this is the third third time we're brewing a particular recipe, and and the first one was good enough that uh, we really want to try and get it dialed in. Uh, if you remember the the first time we came here and then didn't record a show, yep, and we tapped his little cannonball, yep, it was that one. Okay, uh, which is. There's a, I guess there's actually a funny story behind, or an amusing anecdote about it. He brought uh, his wife to Northern Brewer and said, pick out some grains and I'll make something with it. And so he picked out, or he just grabbed base malt just to make sure it was going to end up being a beer. Uh, and then her name is Amber, so she picked up some amber ale and then some, or some amber malt and then some honey malt behind it. So that's, that's the grain bill. It's amber malt, honey malt, and... Six row. Okay. And, yeah, so we're going to try and get that recipe itself dialed in. Anyways, uh, I originally gave you a bottle of my almond cream ale, and you had some comments about it. Is it any better this time around? I'm, I'm working on it. Okay, uh, okay. Uh, why, don't, why don't you reiterate the, the recipe? Ah, if only I had it with me. I it's in my notebooks in my in my brother's apartment. But uh, I believe it is 
one pound of six row, half a pound of pale two row, half a pound of corn, and then a quarter pound of Munich 10. Then I don't remember what I used for hops, but I, I believe it was for the most part bittering only. Okay. Just to balance. All right. Um. Okay. So. And then a a coal shale strain of yeast. Okay. I'm still getting a uh, green apple in the aroma. Okay. Um. Just that's the first thing that hits me. Um. It's like the like a candied apple almost. Sure. Um, there is like in, in the keg, there is a little hint of, uh, I am getting a little hint of that almond extract. Um, like, uh, just like an almond, almondy character. Yeah. Um, didn't get that in the bottle at all. It was just pure green apple. Really? Yep. See, now I'm wondering if, uh, if maybe the green apple was the extract flavor. Cause when I originally kegged it up, I put in, uh, an amount of the extract, and uh, I, I, I found out that it's, like, artificial flavor plus uh, propyl glycol, other mm-hmm. stuff, you know, nasty-tasting stuff. And when I put it in and tasted it, that's, like, I got hit with that, like, a bag of rocks okay. in the face. Um, and it wasn't the almond part. I mean, the almond part was there, but it was all the other crap in the extract that I could taste very blatantly and obviously. Mm-hmm. So um, I, w- I wonder if maybe that's what you're getting. In, or, maybe. Uh, so it, it, it's possible, but I don't what is What does the green apple flavor come from? Um, Do you remember exactly? I, I'd have to look at my uh, off-flavor okay. notes again. Um, I, I, oh man, I want to say uh, it's... Keep going. I'll see if I can't find it real quick. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Then... Uh, Body is thin. Like, uh, it needs something there. I know it's a cream ale, but it still needs some sort of mouthfeel. Uh, it's just just thin. Um, and then, flavor-wise, it's almost uh, cidery to me. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I th- it's probably in combination with that apple, um, getting some cidery characteristics. Okay. Uh, this is first time brew. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fermentation, I don't think ever completely finished out. I think when I, uh, transferred it the last time, it was still at around 1020, but it sat for another week after, or about four more days after okay. that. Uh, it went three weeks in primary ambient and I transferred it, uh, after, th- or after that. And, uh, it wasn't the... It wasn't my favorite thing to do because I had actually had left all my one-gallon carboys at uh, Chad's, and so I transferred it into another bucket where there was plenty of overhead space. Okay. But that was three days before kegging. So, I mean, some, I don't know, may- maybe some oxidation at some point in there, but the the fermentation itself was pretty straightforward. Okay. Um, <clears throat> uh Acetyl aldehyde. That would be yes. The, that's the, the green apple uh, flavor of green apples or freshly cut pumpkin is an intermediate compound in the formation of alcohol. Some yeast strains produce more than others, but generally, uh, it indicates that it is too young and needs more time to condition. So I probably just bottled or kegged it a little too early. Okay, that could be yeah. Uh, or just that 
I bottled or it, it was the, the or or it was the extract. I mean, there's a few different things it could have been. Yeah, and um, the extract flavor itself, you know, like the extracty part of the extract, really toned down from when I originally kegged it, and it's a lot closer to. Uh, more what I had in mind, kind of just that soft in the background, almondy kind of setup. So, I don't know. For a first time, there's there's definitely some differences. Yeah, no, yeah, de- definitely just just a few things to work on. Um, I would, yeah, I would, I would see if you can get it to ferment out completely. Maybe switch to a liquid yeast instead of uh, that the was dry. a liquid oh, okay. yeast. Yeah, it was one of the uh, um, maybe do white a s- labs starter then. For a one gallon, do something to make sure that yeast is good and active before you pitch. I suppose. Um, I got one of their. It's like their super yeast packages. Have you seen those yet? I have not seen the new uh, yeast packages for White Labs yet. Um, instead of the vial, you get like this plastic package. Yeah, and it's supposed to like never touch oxygen or whatever. Yep, yep. It's like it's uh, double packeted, so mm-hmm. it literally goes like from their slurry into a sleeve, and then that sleeve gets repackaged again, and then it ends yep. up going to the store. So that's what I ended up using. Um, it's it's really hard to decide how much you're actually putting in because, I mean, obviously I don't want to put that whole thing for a yeah. gallon of beer, yep. so I try and pinch it off somewhere in the well, middle. Well, I think you'd be fine putting that entire thing in a single gallon of beer. Yeah. Like, over-pitching is very hard to do. It is. And I'd, I'd rather... I'd rather uh, Air on the side of caution with that, on the side of overpitch rather than underpitch. Because if yeah. you underpitch, you're going to stress the yeast. You're not going to get a full fermentation. Maybe that's what happens then. Next time I think I, uh, next time I use one of those, I will just use the whole. Yeah, thing. just use the whole thing. Because I mean, uh, like yeah, it's so hard to to overpitch. And if you do, I mean, cold crash, and you'll be able to get most of it out. Yeah, I suppose. Um, I did. I did use a wort chiller on this beer. Okay. I, I talked to John and uh, he he let me borrow his. So that that was nice. Awesome. That was that was nifty. All right. Do we want to do another homebrew or do we want to dive right into the discussion? Well, let's see. What what time are we at? Are we? Are we, uh, we are at fifteen minutes in. Uh, why don't we save that one until next time? Perfect. Uh, we'll just make sure we actually have a, a prompt next time. <laughs> yeah, we'll uh, we'll record again very soon. So. Yeah, it's been too long. This whole wedding business is just throwing me off. Yep. Yeah, but well, between the wedding and then me being sick and Yeah, that didn't help and and now I got to actually start trying to put in extra overtime at work and you know, cuz the fiance is like, just "Give me all your money." And I had to say yes, and so I <laughs> gave her all my money. So right now I am just absurdly broke until like tomorrow morning. Darn fiance is taking all your money. Well, we bought the tickets to Shanghai. They're not cheap. We should you guys just should have bought tickets to Shanghai Bistro. See, we go there probably <laughs> about every three months, and I always get the unagi. Never is, been. Uh, it is fantastic. You must try the eel. The eel? Okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm seriously not kidding. I no, think I. I. I I've, I've eaten enough sushi. Where? Yeah, the eel is just really good. Yep. Anyways, uh, so we have here something that. Uh, is appropriate if we had recorded about a, recorded about a week ago. Yep. Yeah. So we have the imported Guinness Extra Stout. We're going to do a little calibration on yep. that today. 
All right, so Guinness Extra Stout is an Irish Extra Stout, or 15C in the 2015 style guidelines. Um, if we just do a quick uh, look over this, let's see, overall impressions. A fully bodied, a fuller bodied black beer with pronounced roasted flavor, often similar to coffee and dark chocolate with some malty complexity. The balance can range from moderately bittersweet to bitter with the more balanced versions having up to moderate multi-richness and the bitter versions being quite dry. Um, appearance, jet black, opaque, thick, creamy, tan head is characteristic. Um, history. This is this is fun. Some Roots is Irish stout, but as a stronger product. Guinness Extra Stout, Extra Superior Porter, uh, later Double Stout, was first brewed in 1821. It was primarily bottled a bottled product described by Guinness as a more full-bodied beer with a deeper characteristic roasted bitterness and a rich mature texture. Of all the types of Guinness available today, this is the closest to the porter originally brewed by Arthur Guinness. Note that in modern times, Guinness Extra Stout has different strengths in different regions. The European version is around 4.2% and fits the in the Irish Stout style. Yeah, I think... Um the the type we're drinking right now uh it actually falls under the foreign extra stout category and if you look at that it basically says it's what you just read except just a little bit stronger yep yeah um this is this is 6% yep. so no this this does fall in the irish extra stout category not the irish stout category so yeah yeah yep so which is the what i just read the irish extra oh, stout oh yep. okay yeah Sorry. And, yeah so i found the brewer owns uh, ingredient, or excuse me, recipe take on this beer. Uh, I only had one bottle left, so I didn't dig into it before yep. I tried writing my own. But uh, conceptually, mine was in the ballpark uh, as far as a beer goes. This is actually really straightforward. Yep. With what the rest, what what would you? Well, I would say um, probably uh, for base malt. I'd use an English, English pale maybe, uh, English two row something of that sort, um, and then probably then uh, the rest of it's gonna be roast malts for that, like some darker roast malts just to get in that color and flavor because there's not really a whole lot to this beer. No, there's not, and that's it's one of the things that I think is so neat. It's just a perfect example of the kiss method. Yes. Oh yeah. No, and I can I can sit down and I can drink pints of Guinness on on draft. Like I did have some of these back to back for the last couple of days. Uh, it was fantastic. However, they do not mix over well in the long run with hot wings from Little Caesars. <laughs> well, very little mixes with hot wings from Little Caesars. <laughs> like, I don't think life mixes well with hot wings from Little Caesars. Uh, bad decisions mix well with... <laughs> <laughs> so I came home from work one uh, one night, and Angie's like, are you hungry? And I'm like, not really. And she pointed to the box, and I'm like, fine. I guess I'll eat these delicious hot wings from Little Caesars. And we did. And it was fantastic. Uh, this so episode is brought to you by Little Caesars. <laughs> <laughs> now, if only they made some sort of actual contribution, that would be awesome. Right. <laughs> so, the should, should I go through the recipe, what they got here then? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Uh, 13 pounds of two-row pail. And I figure pro um, over there they probably use the English pail. Mm -hmm. uh, but put a big asterisk on that, and I'll get back to that in okay. a moment. Uh, two pounds flaked barley, 
All right. And one pound roasted barley. Okay. And and that's it for the... Flaked barley is what I missed. Yeah, and I looked into what flaked barley actually does. You know, why why one would use flaked barley. I'm assuming barley. mouthfeel? Mouthfeel. Uh, but here's the here's the neat thing, or I should say unique thing. Guess why? Why? Why it, why it works for mouthfeel. Why, why do you think it makes a beer more mouthfeel? Uh, because like it adds in those... Uh, uh, those proteins that we're looking for. Wrong. Uh, flaked barley and other unmalted uh, grains do not add protein. They add beta glucans. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I don't. I it was just a little tidbit. I, tidbit I read the the proteins you actually get from these grains typically get boiled off or left in the mash. Okay. So, uh, interesting little update, yeah, I guess. Yeah. So uh, otherwise, they have thirteen. You're 11.33 uh, AAUs of Challenger hops, just as a as a bittering, um, and Irish ale yeast strain, either Makes the sense. Y yeast 1084 or the White Labs 004. Uh, but now here's here's where it gets interesting, and this is uh, really cool and something that I just would have never guessed, and probably something I would have never thought to do outside of this as an example. Uh, what they do is they actually mash the flaked barley and pale malt, and they brew that as its as its own beer, and then they make a stout coloring extract with the roasted barley, and then an amount of the pale malt. They brew that separately, they ferment them separately, and then they mix them. Interesting. Later at bottling and conditioning, and here's why. Because in other countries where this beer gets made, they make the stout coloring extract mixture, and then they send that, and then other countries make the the base and mix those there. Huh. So this is what I mean by the big old asterisk. It's entirely possible that we get a slightly different version than in other countries, depending on the pale malt that the place yep. putting it together with decides to use. Hmm. Cool. Yeah, and so they have, um, I think the the mash and fermentation is virtually identical, but the stout extract um, gets uh, specific pH control. Okay. And I was just kind of thinking about it, and I think it's a really neat idea so that you can brew the base of it and then take the part that's really going to F with your pH control that on a much smaller scale and then bring them back together in the end. Yeah. That actually sounds almost brilliant when you think about right. it. Right. Oh, man. These Guinness guys sure know what they're doing. I think they're going to stick around for a while. <laughs> I think they've stuck around for a while. <laughs> and Lord knows they're welcome to stick around as long as they got right. want. Yeah. Um, then uh, I got a couple of links to... Guinness Wikipedia articles. Do you know, like, every single one of their beers has their own Wikipedia article? That's insane. Yeah, and this was the the one thing I would have never guessed. Did you know that there is, uh, not anymore, but originally there was an amount of Brett in Guinness Extra Stout. Really? Yes. Uh, it's because part of it gets aged in barrels because mm. it was cheaper for transportation. Yep. And some of it was just ever so mildly inoculated. And instead, what they do now, uh, which they don't have in the BYO recipe version, is that it does get mixed with a little bit of soured beer. Huh. 
and that uh and if you look at the extra or the the extra stout uh ingredients list in the BJCP it says that you can do some sour contribution for complexity and then i think they cite Guinness as an example hmm now i want to i just want the base sour beer <laughs> i don't i don't know if there's a beer that i don't know if they like sour some beer or if they just put some sour i want the base stuff. sour beer it, miles right it would it is an interesting thought i would have never guessed i no. would have never guessed no, I never, never would have pulled that out. Um, and then uh, there's some bits in there about the fact that Guinness has been cited as being a very healthy beer with with a lot of uh, antioxidant properties. Yeah, and it has vitamins and minerals and everything a growing boy needs. Uh, true. <laughs> if you're 21 and older. <laughs> no, give it to children. <laughs> uh did you have any other comments about extra stuff? No, I, I really don't. Um, I prefer uh, the Guinness uh, draft, uh, sure. but the extra stuff's good. It's Guinness. Like, I'm not... Yeah, yeah it's not something to argue with. Yep. Uh, I did... This is, this is separate, but I kind of came across this. I was trying to look up uh, some characteristics on Challenger hops, just because I was kind of curious. I saw mm-hmm. it in there as the example, because... I, I pretty much would have just chose something and then made it about as bitter as it needed to be because this isn't a hop-forward beer yeah. by any means. But I found uh, beerlegends.com. And the reason I found it interesting is because it has uh, most every hop you can get your hands on so that most every hop worth looking up for a home brewer. Uh, and it gives you not only the usage... Not only the hop characteristics, but also the acid composition, the physical characteristics, the growth harvest and storage details, oil composition, the substitutions, the style categories it's commonly found in, and commercial examples in which it's actually used. That's awesome. I thought it was fantastic. I didn't have too much time to delve into it, but I figured I'd share that because it was just... Yeah, that's really cool. That's uh, beerlegends.com? Beerlegends.com. All right. Um, I don't... I just kind of skipped right to the the link bringing me to the uh, Challenger Hops mm-hmm. uh, part of it or page on that website. But at the right, I saw, you know, just like another 100 hops that you can look at. It's possible they do offer more than just that aspect. Um, but every once in a while, I try and find that sort of information, and it's just not so readily available yep. in an obvious format. Yeah, um, I usually hit uh, like either like the Hop Union site or something like that because they usually have pretty good uh, flavor profiles for the hops. Yeah, um, but for the people who like to really, really, really delve in unnecessarily deep into all this stuff, yep, like yours truly, <laughs> uh, I thought I'd share. Yeah, no, very cool. Uh, otherwise, quick question: uh, Have you gotten any feedback as far as the control box? Yeah, I've been. Well, uh, the biggest thing is stop making it private, so I could share it freely. Because oh, I've been sending the link to people, and they're like, "I haven't gotten access to it yet." It usually pops up on my phone right away, and I've been granting okay. access. I've All done right. so about five or six times at least. Okay, yeah, I've been sending uh, it out. So okay, yeah, no, it's it, it's good. I'm glad to see that. Um, oh, we also need completed pictures of it. Uh, next time you brew, uh, shoot me some pics, and we'll post them on the Facebook page. Oh, oh, that's right. Son of a gun. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll do that. Uh, I I think I have a few, um, but none of them that would have I would have taken explicitly for something like this. Yeah, but yeah, I'll, I'll I'll 
put it together. And, Perfect. And get some cool. pictures for you and Facebook. Awesome. Yeah, because people are like, I want to see completed pictures. And I'm like, well, we got to get completed pictures first. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, you know, you could have texted me you know, weeks ago being like, Miles, I need these pictures. Yeah, well, uh, I was But sick. you're terrible at communication. I am. That's, that's, I'm very bad at communication. I'm, I am too sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I think we're going to get out of here then, right? Yeah, yep, yep. Yeah, way to be on top of that. You know what? I am so on top of stuff this morning at 8 a.m. I got up over an hour ago. (laughs) I got up about an hour ago. (laughs) All right, guys. uh, Thanks for tuning in, and sorry about the uh, haphazard nature of our schedule lately. We are working on improving it, uh, but bear with us. Lots of things are going on in lives right now, but we need to keep bringing you this awesome beer information. Uh, if you'd like to support us, head on over to patreon.com slash studios and become a patron today. If you're going to do any Amazon shopping, go ahead and click on our Amazon link on our homepage. Your Amazon shopping is normal, and we get a bit of a cut from Amazon. If you have any questions, comments, show ideas, or what have you, go ahead and choose an email at feedback at blindnewsstudios.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blindnewsstudios, or you can follow us on Twitter at blind underscore ninja. And I'll see you guys next week. Bye.